Good morning, my friends. It's Grace, your host of the Because Why Not podcast. So glad you're here. I've been missing you. And um, gosh, a couple weeks have gone by again. And my intention really is to this summer be able to do a podcast once a week, which I think I'll be able to do. I needed to make it through the last two weeks. I had um, five events in two weeks, which sometimes happens to me, but I'm wrapping up my busy event stuff and really embarking on my, um, new journey, uh, into new things in my life and my career and focused on, um, that a lot this month. And when I have more certain details, I will share it with you. I have shared it with the universe and, um, put it out there and I am manifesting it all, but I will share it with you when I have the actual, um, details because I want you to know. Um, so as I talk about manifestation, I want to share that today we're going to talk about the law of attraction because I've been digging deep into that. But first I just want to, um, say a couple things. One is that I've gotten such awesome feedback and so many wonderful responses to the episode on when friendships end. And it's, I guess I knew that that episode would resonate with a lot of people, or I guess I really hoped that it would, um, with people who've experienced that kind of situation or pain. And I imagined it would, because I do think it's a universal experience and actually not one that we discuss a lot. Um, there's definitely a long list of things that, that women in particular go through and, um, don't talk about. And actually gestational diabetes is one of the ones that came up yesterday. Like, this happens. This is real. This is not my fault. Why don't people talk about it? I was talking to a friend who's, who's pregnant, who's going through that. Um, yeah, women don't talk about that. And I think women and men don't talk about the, the pain of friendships ending. So I was very ready to share those stories and put that out there and sort of release myself of the pain of it. Uh, the pain that I'd been carrying around for 20 years and then, you know, more recent frustration and pain. And, um, and I'm just so happy that it resonated with so many people and that it was healing and helpful for you. And I'm so appreciative of you telling me that it was helpful to you. Um, you know, I'm really, of course, sorry for what you've been through, but I hope that listening to it helped you understand that it really is, um, a universal experience and something that so many of us have gone through. And, um, while really, really difficult to navigate and hard to get over and certainly feels like mourning a loss and just, there's a lot of healing to be done from that. I, um, I do hope you know that it is something that so many people go through and that it is okay. And there is a way to rise from the ashes of that and really, really learn something. You know, when I talked about that experience of the friendship, the very new friendship I had that ended a year ago, the thing that I keep thinking about, even still today, but I've thought so much over the year is that 
I didn't learn in this particular case with this particular person, this guy I was newly friends with, I didn't learn anything from what, from what he said to me, right? I didn't learn from him, but I learned from the experience and going through that experience was incredibly enlightening. And you know, what's funny is I think in many ways it was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of difficult experiences that set me on a new path, a really deep path over the last year of self-discovery. Um, and again, it wasn't because of him. It was because of the difficult situation that I had to learn from because I was in pain and I, it made me look at a lot of different things, relationships, my behavior, myself. Um, yeah, all of those things. So thank you for your feedback because it really, really, really does lift me up and means so much to me to know that you're listening and that I'm touching you and, and, and what is this all for? If not, you know, touching you reaching out, connecting people, helping people heal and laugh and all of that. So I'm really appreciative. Thank you. Um, the second thing I want to share is that some of you who keep up with everything that I'm doing over the last year as I've really set myself free, I guess really the last six months, I've become much more open, um, of course, with my podcast, um, but my Instagram, which is much more public, and I'm getting to the place of making the podcast much more public, and I have some work to do on it to sort of tighten it up and polish it up and put it out there. But, um, my Instagram I've made while it's not open to the public, my personal one, I have become more open and public and, um, honest on it. And I think it really all started with my birthday post on March 24th, where I shared just the joy I was feeling about my birthday and my sober curiosity and how good I was feeling. And, um, yeah. And that was really coming from a very vulnerable place. And I was scared to do that. Um, but you know, I got so much positive feedback and, and it made me realize that being brave has its advantages. Um, you know, you, you can really be rewarded for putting yourself out there. And when I say rewarded, you know, for me, what that meant was, People saying, me too, I feel that way too. I am right there with you. Or like, you are doing the hard work and I'm proud of you. Um, because I can say, really, in all honesty, maybe for one of the first times in my life, um, when I post a photo of myself and start talking about myself, I'm not looking for someone to tell me I'm pretty. I spent a lot of years looking for someone to tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> Um, and what's really interesting is actually in the last year, year and a half, when I've been like, you know, walking through life at my very heaviest, at my like nine month, nine month of pregnancy, heaviest and drinking and sort of, you know, just sort of figuring out things and um, being on the cusp of 
a change, but not there yet. I was looking for a lot of <clears throat> positive affirmations from the world. I needed a lot of, you know, you're pretty, you look good. I really felt like I needed that. And I would look at my pictures of myself and think, okay, you look, yeah, you look good. You look okay. You know, and, um, it was, yeah, kind of overwhelming how much I needed that. And I was really only telling myself that, but I really didn't feel pretty guys. Like I really didn't. I was not feeling good. I wasn't exercising. I was much heavier or, you know, very heavy. I don't know, whatever. I hate that word. It reminds me of my godmother asking me about my weight. How's your weight? Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I wasn't feeling good. Right. So I was looking for all of that external stuff. Um, I, but I really am feeling so peaceful and powerful and joyful inside that, that I'm, I'm not looking to be told I'm pretty. I'm putting myself out there because I am very, very ready and vulnerable enough and strong enough and, um, just all those things to share my story and have that be what is being told. Um, and that feels really good. So I think what I was trying to get at, sorry for the tangent, is that yesterday I posted about, uh, being 90 days sober and that, that, that was a milestone I was celebrating that I began my sober curiosity March 4th. I think the last drink I had, or I know the last drink I had was a glass of wine in the Dominican Republic. Um, over a nice dinner. And I knew that that was going to be my last drink for however long. Um, Maddie and I had had an amazing trip together and incredibly powerful emotional conversation about what life would look like without me drinking. And um, I'm super emotional this week, guys. So there are me be some tears. I've been crying nonstop since Than's um, final preschool ceremony on Thursday, like just hit me in all the right spots. And I've been weeping consistently ever since then. So bear with me. But Maddie and I had a great talk about what it looks like to be in this relationship where we have spent many, many years eating and drinking together as a pastime. And what that would look like. And, and that was the day that he said to me, you are 100% at your best when you're sober and I will never need for you to drink. And that was so kind, not just kind, but so meaningful. It meant so much to me. It meant the world to me. Um, I want to be my best for myself and for him and for my children. And I really was hoping that he would understand that me being at my best means that I'm changing a lot and in ways that can feel uncomfortable to people around me. Feels great to me, can feel uncomfortable for people around me you know, I'm witnessing some of that. Um, but not surprisingly, 
he's completely supportive and totally gets it. He's an extraordinary person and partner and father. And I have not always made his life easy. Um, I'm a challenging person. And <laughs> I think that has many benefits. Um, but he's really stuck with me. And, you know, certainly he has days that he's not a walk in a park, in the park, you know, he knows that, but, um, but he's really, this is about me and he's a gem and he, um, he really has been so supportive. And so I had my last drink in the Dominican Republic and it hasn't been difficult not to drink. You know, it's really been this process of evolving evolution and enlightenment. It really does feel that way. Um, and here I am. And so I celebrated that milestone and shared that on Instagram, which I thought would feel scary, but you know, it really didn't. It felt more like freedom. It felt like more freedom. And I have come so far, you know, in six months, really, since this all began in November, it really was initiated by that, um, combo ceremony. I told you about in my first episode, it was initiated by that, that really initiated all of this change. And then I've just run with it, but I've come so far in six months and certainly in three months, um, not drinking. Uh, there's so much time in the day to be present, to be aware, to be doing things, feeling things, feeling all the things. And that's because I don't have fatigue from being tired. Um, I don't have hangovers. I'm not losing time because of my drinking and I don't have any space being taken up in my brain thinking about drinking. I think anyone who, um, feels any sort of way about drinking too much, no matter what that means to them, relates to the concept of thinking about drinking, which I think a lot of people don't understand or relate to. Maddie doesn't, my husband doesn't relate to or understand that. When I tried to explain that to him, it was the first time he had ever heard that and didn't know that about me because of course it was a secret I was keeping, right? For the last 15 years with him, um, that it occupied so much space in my brain and that it required so much maintenance and this is turning into a little bit of a conversation about drinking. Maybe I need to table it because I do want to talk about the law of attraction, but I will say that thinking about drinking occupies a lot of space. And I think there are probably a lot of people out there who can understand that. Um, I don't do that anymore. So I have a lot of time and space to focus on other things and that has been absolutely amazing. So I was very happy to share that yesterday because I was feeling so good. And you know, this beautiful, wonderful thing happened, which I'm going to cry about, um, which is that people have been reaching out to me about their own drinking and wanting to change. And I'm so glad for 
that in the sense that I'm so glad that I've given people the opportunity to express their own pain or discomfort and have a safe space to talk about it because drinking too much is certainly another topic that women don't talk about their struggles with. And, um, I said in my Instagram post, you know, there is a way to live a better life, no matter what that means for you, whether it's drinking less, whether it's, you know, working on your emotional eating, um, whether it's, you know, dealing with difficult relationships, whether it's, you know, what, whatever it is, so figuring out challenges with your, your family, your kids, your parents, there's, there's, there's a way to live a better life. And I want to help. I realize that I've experienced so many different things in my life that have been challenging that I've had to work on to resolve and rise above. And, and I have, you know, I'm a work in progress, but I have, and I want to share that. And I want to be able to help people. And, you know, those who have reached out to me about their drinking, I am so, so thankful that you did. Um, and I will reach back out to you today and, and we will talk and I will do whatever I can to help you find, um, the means to, um, address whatever you're feeling and find a way to feel better because there is a way to feel better. There is a way to feel better. You know, for so many people, when you stop drinking, you start living. And I know that's really hard for people to understand who don't spend any time thinking about drinking. But for those who struggle with it on any level, there really is freedom. And, um, you know, I'm not a, a licensed sober coach or therapist, but, um, I do know how to talk to people and I can help you find resources. So I'm just sending out a lot of love and light and energy to those people because, um, the hardest thing to do is reach out and say, I'm in pain, you know, and I, I want some help with this. And, and so that's why I put myself out there. And also to say like, there is joy. There is so much joy to be found in life. Um, and that's, that's where I am. So what I want to transition to is about that feeling joy in life. And if I cry through this, it's because I'm happy. I've had so many tears of joy ah, over the past week. Um, super emo, <laughs> like a crazy person laughing and crying, but, um, I learned something recently, which is that the purpose of life is to feel joy. Have you ever heard that? Has anyone ever said that to you? The purpose of life is to feel joy. I had never heard that. And that never occurred to me. Um, and it's like someone showed me a billboard. It's like I was driving along. And someone put a billboard in the road and I had to stop to read it because it took up the whole road. And it said, the purpose of your life is to feel joy. And now there's no going back because I know that. 
And it sounds so simple, but it's really, and it, it is, but it's, it's, it's complex in the sense that that's something you have to choose to know and to believe that your life is not for suffering. We are not here to suffer. We're not here to do jobs we don't like or don't care about just because they pay the bills. We are not here to trudge through difficult situations and talk about them nonstop. We are not here to have difficult days that turn into difficult weeks that turn into difficult months and not have a way out. And what all this comes down to for me is the law of attraction. And it's something that I now know that I've known about for years, but I didn't have the words for it. And I'll tell you how it started. And before I do, I'm just going to tell you that I'm sitting in my car because it's the best place to record. And I'm going to turn on the car because I need the air conditioning because it's now June in North Carolina and it's 100 degrees. So pardon the beeping. I need to turn on the air conditioning. Okay, so 15 years ago, I moved to North Carolina from New York City. And I was offered a great job as an um, event planner at a catering company in Chapel Hill, hired by a wonderful man who's been a huge mentor to me, J.W. Walton, who still owns this catering company. And he took me in and gave me this great job, and it enabled me to come to North Carolina to be with Maddie. And I did work there for, or I worked there for two years. I worked really hard, and you know, did about 14, 15 events a month, um, and then left to start my business. But while I was there, there was a woman who worked there as sort of an administrator. She was a really cool woman. And she handed me this piece of paper one day and it was like, she just handed it to me. Like, I think, I think you'll like this. I think this will be helpful to you. And it said, you go in the direction you're headed. That's why it's important that you not focus on what you don't want. You go in the direction you're headed. That's why it's important that you not focus on what you don't want. And it was like a bolt of lightning to me. I was like, yes, yes, this. And all I knew was that it completely resonated with me. It was like, it was like a secret had been told to me. And that was in 2004. Well, in 2006, if anyone remembers, Oprah released The Secret through her book club. She didn't write it, but she made it super famous. And for any of you who read The Secret in 2006, it's a book about the law of attraction, which certainly was not a new concept in 2006. It, in fact, is a concept that was first 
written about, I'm not going to have the correct name of the philosopher, but it was written about for the first time hundreds of years ago. And then those teachings were adapted in like the 40s and then again in the 80s. And in the 80s, they were adapted by these two people, Jerry and Esther Hicks who have made it their life's work over the last 40 plus years teaching about the law of attraction and their um, group of books and their programs and their seminars and everything um, it's all under the name Abraham Hicks Publications and Abraham is the name of the call it a spirit because that doesn't seem to do it justice but Abraham is the name that this woman Esther gives to the person or being or um, source energy she calls it source energy um, that gives her this information or that she you know she receives this information and channels it through to people to teach about the law of attraction I should stop here and say Woo-woo warning, woo-woo warning. This episode is about to get woo-woo. My woo-woo is not for everyone. Goose, Maddie, my husband, if you are listening, I'm giving you a woo-woo warning. But please keep listening because it really is interesting. And I'm going to break it down and make it simple. And then you won't need to listen to um, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of teachings on this in the way that I have. But I really want to share with you a bit about what I've learned because I find it so, so powerful. And it's really sent me on a new course. Mm. Okay. So these teachings through Abraham Hicks about the law of attraction, what it boils down to, and you don't need to go to Abraham Hicks for this. You could read The Secret. You could also read um, the book called You Are a Badass, which is a really popular book right now. It's wildly popular. She also wrote a book called You Are a Badass with Money. Um, of course, right now I can't remember her name. I want to say Jen Shapiro, but it's Jen something. Sorry, You Are a Badass. But this book, it's so interesting. I wouldn't have known this if I had read this book six months ago. I did read You Are a Badass with Money a year ago. Her her book and her teachings are absolutely based on the law of attraction. And her, the tenets of her teachings and her even um, wording, you know, her phrasing her lessons they all stem from this Abraham Hicks teaching there are a lot of people out there teaching about the law of attraction and I'm all in with all of it but um, this has really resonated with me the Abraham Hicks stuff she's got a great voice and she speaks really clearly and slowly and um, but here's the deal so this again, it may not be something that you ever want to, to research or to look more into, but in my experience and my belief is that it never hurts to know more. 
And the more you pay attention to and the more you open yourself up to, the more likely you are to find something that resonates with you and that hits you in your heart or that lands in your lap like a lightning bolt and you're like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. This is my answer. This is what's going to guide me to the next level. Because if we know one thing, it's that change happens when you make change. Right? I used to be so afraid of change. It felt so uncomfortable to me. I think it feels so uncomfortable for anyone. But if you don't change anything, guess what? Nothing's going to change. So there you have it. Why I've changed a lot of things so that things will change. So what I've been learning in my learning about the law of attraction and in my practice is first of all, what it means, which is that Whatever you give your energy to, you will attract. Whatever you give your energy to, you will attract. So think about it this way. Let's take a financial um, example because a lot of people um, discuss the law of attraction financially. If you're someone who is always saying, Honey, we don't have any money. We just don't have any money. We can't do that. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. There's no money in our bank account. We don't have enough savings. We can't do that. We can't take that vacation. We don't have any money. Listen to your words. Listen to what you're saying. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. What are you putting out there? That you don't have any money, right? How... Are you going to possibly attract the money that you need and you want and that's there and available for you if what you're constantly putting out there energetically is that you don't have money? I really get that it's hard for people to understand this and that I'm someone who was very, 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 very open to it from the beginning and clearly from 15 years ago when I read you go in the direction that you're headed that's why it's important that you not focus on what you don't want I know that if this is the first time you're hearing something like this you're thinking that doesn't make any sense but bear with me I'm going to give it to you in the simplest way that I can and if it is something that appeals to you and seems interesting, you can dig a little deeper or you can roll your eyes. But I am sharing this because I am here to tell you this works. So that's a financial example. And what Abraham Hicks talks about is, and this is where you've got to go sort of a lot deeper into your belief and into your understanding and really just giving over to the fact that um, things are as they should be in the sense that everything that you want and desire and require 
and are searching for and working for and longing for and craving, it is all there for you already. It is all there and it's ready to be taken by you. It is ready to come to you, but you can't get it if you are energetically bringing other things to you all the time. So if you are giving tons of energy, let's talk about relationships. If you're giving tons of energy and attention, it's not just energy. Let's talk about attention because that's something that people can understand more, I guess, cerebrally um, than just talking about the energy of the universe. If you're putting all your attention into something that you don't want or that you don't desire in your life, um, you're not going to get what you want. So if there, let's take relationships. If there's someone in your life who you are having discomfort with, or it's a friend who you're not getting along with, it's not going well, you need a break, you're frustrated, you're not getting along, you're not communicating well, he or she isn't adding any value to your life, you feel, ugh, you know, and so in your mind, you're going over and over and over. I don't want this person in my life. This person makes me unhappy. This person causes me stress and strain and angst and agita. And guess what? You're drawing attention to that relationship every single time. You're talking about, thinking about, discussing, ruminating on all the things about it that you don't like and you don't want. Because whatever you are giving your attention to will manifest. Does that make sense? Whatever you're giving your attention to will manifest. It will show itself to you more. It will become bigger, stronger, more powerful, more forceful. That person that you're talking about, not wanting in your life, not adding value to you, not making you feel good, the more you talk about it, ruminate on it, stress over it, the more that person will show him or herself to you in all the ways. Have you ever experienced that? You know, you're thinking about someone who's completely stressing you out and you, and a text shows up on your phone or an email comes. I mean, guys, (laughs) there are no mistakes here. You know, a coincidence is just a way of this source energy showing you what you're giving your attention to. So let me back up. And when I say the word source energy, this is what they describe as the sort of, well, source energy that is giving you, bringing you all the things that you, you know, want or don't want in life. Some people call it God. Some people call it Allah. Some people call it, you know, Buddha. I mean, there are all these names, all these names. Um, I guess Buddha is not a good example because Buddha was a person and we can study his teachings. I don't know. I think about that differently, but Abraham Hicks would say, 
you know, there's so many people who don't believe in God and who are atheists or who are God free and, and that's a life choice for whatever reason. Um, this is not about accepting God or certainly not about accepting Jesus Christ. This is not about Christianity or Judaism. It's not about Hinduism. It's not about Buddhism. It's not about um, religion. It's about understanding that there is a source energy, whether you call it God or um, the universe. Um, there is a source energy that is responsible ultimately for what we are doing and what we're receiving and that is a part of everything that you that we are source energy that we are on the earth as physical bodies physical manifestations of that source energy but that that source energy of which we are a part is constant and eternal and that when our physical bodies are gone, source energy continues. Is that too woo-woo for you? I know. It's a lot. It's a lot and I'm very deep into it and I, I do consider myself a very spiritual person and have always been drawn to things spiritual, whether it's church or whether it's astrology, um, you know, I'm sort of all in because I like the feeling of connectedness and I like the feeling of alignment. And I do think that these teachings are a beautiful, wonderful way to, um, find spirituality and alignment, um, without any sort of connection to quote unquote religion because I do think that religion is not for everyone and religion is something that has been created and is divisive and um, I'm not into things that are divisive but I do like the idea personally of God for sure but I really resonate with the idea of source energy and I want you to hear me when I say if I've lost you talking about religion this has nothing to do with religion the law of attraction does come out of this notion of quote unquote source energy or the universe. But the concept is about what you are putting your attention to. So if you are, let's talk about your body. Let's talk about my body. If I'm looking in the mirror saying, you are ugly, you are fat, you, you are you know, you are not how you, you should be. You don't look right. You are gaining weight. You are, you know, I'm drawing attention to all of these things energetically and emotionally and physically and spiritually and mentally and all of it, drawing attention over and over and over and over to these things that I don't want. Everything changes even just mentally, let's just talk about the mental change that occurs immediately when you're looking in the mirror saying, I'm strong, I'm powerful. You know, my body is perfect as it is. My body created two healthy lives 
two big, strong baby boys. My body is healthy. I am wise. I am weathered. I am, you know, all these things. It's really, it does come down to a certain degree of affirmations that, you know, you are all these positive things that you want and that you seek. You already are. You are. But you have to allow yourself to give attention to those things in the most positive way that you can. You know, Courtney and I joke a lot about Stuart Smalley and daily affirmations because when we were I think before high school, Stuart Smalley was this skit that was on Saturday Night Live all the time. And um, remember Phil Hartman before he was a creepy politician? He was on Saturday Night Live. I shouldn't say that about him. R.I.P. He died a tragic death. But um, Phil Hartman, right? Am I right? Yeah. Anyway, he was Stuart Smalley on Saturday Night Live. And it was Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley. And he wore this cardigan and he, or this crew neck sweater. And he would look in the mirror and he had this list. But he would say, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. And it was the most hilarious skit. We would imitate it all the time. We would make videos of our own daily affirmations. And to this day, when I'm talking about like my woo woo, especially a lot recently, Courtney will say, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it. People like me. Okay. But so these daily affirmations, while they can feel ridiculous are very powerful. The other part of the law of attraction, if I've lost you with all of that, hear me with this, because I do think that this is something that is um, something that's sort of more widely discussed and accepted and that probably all of you understand and live by, which is that the law of attraction is hugely based on gratitude. Gratitude, 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 gratitude. We can go back to Oprah people and the gratitude lists. She was the one who got us all making gratitude lists, right? Going to bed at night, writing down things we're grateful for. Waking up in the morning, writing down things we're grateful for. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And after 15 years of hearing this from Oprah and from The Secret, and I would say probably five years of practicing gratitude heavily, I guess maybe I've been practicing gratitude heavily for eight years um, because I really did. What I remember is eight years ago learning that until you're grateful for everything you have, nothing changes. And I really remember working hard on that. And I manifested a lot of change through that. I had my babies. Finally, I reached a new level with my career. My marriage got better than ever. We built the house that we dreamed of building. You know, we made a lot of changes. Um, 
And that, that all happened right when I leaned into the concept of nothing changes until you're grateful for what you have. And I became very, very grateful for what I had. But what I will say is that what has really changed very recently is that gratitude is the basis for all change in life. You need to practice gratitude all day, every day for all of the things in order for anything in your life to change energetically and become more of what you want and what you seek and what you desire. Whether that's more money, whether that's a new job, whether it's greater success, whether it's having a baby, whether it's health, whether it's weight loss, whether it's sobriety, whether it's fixing relationships. Let me tell you something that I can relate to every single one of those subjects. And I have changed and manifested and am continuing to manifest even more of all of those things. I'm not having more babies. That's the only thing I'm not having more of. But I am manifesting so many more positive things just by having changed my attitude. I mean, this is some powerful, you know what? Powerful, powerful. You can manifest whatever you want in life. Period. Period. Changing your mindset feeling gratitude all day, every day for all of the things you have, all of the beauty you experience, all of the gifts in your life, even the really, really hard experiences because they taught you something. And I mean that. I really, 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 really mean that. And I know that's hard because who wants to sit and feel gratitude for having experienced abuse or feel gratitude for infertility or feel gratitude for alcoholism or feel gratitude for a parent who took their own life. These are horrific real things that I and my closest ones have experienced. Who wants to feel gratitude for painful experiences, right? You don't have to feel gratitude that something horrific happened to you because you can't make sense of that. But you can feel gratitude that you experienced a situation that taught you something ultimately about what you do and don't want from your life and how better to find happiness and peace from moving away from that difficult situation. Does that make sense? So if we can become grateful for everything that we have and as much as possible leave the past in the past because 
let me say that these horrific things I mentioned, these are all in the past. You don't have to do a lot of time going back and doing hard work on things that are gone, right? Like I'm not saying go back 20 years to when you lost your parent and find gratitude for that. No, that was 20 years ago. We are past that. We are, we are not looking back because we are not going that way, right? We are right here and we are feeling grateful for what we've learned in this moment and how we are moving forward. So some days it's coming down. I've changed the way I start the morning and and plenty of mornings I have a kid who's whining about this or that. And God knows I'm trying to teach my kids about gratitude every single morning, especially Court, my older one, you know, when he's complaining about his outfit. I mean, he's like so idiosyncratic about what he wears, complaining about not wanting to wear this t-shirt because he wants to wear a long sleeve shirt, even though it's 90 degrees or complaining about wanting this breakfast rather than that breakfast. I am teaching him gratitude every day. Now we start the day with, what are we grateful for? Right? Well, how are we going to make this day? This day is going to be exactly what you want it to be. So what do you want it to be? And remember a couple episodes ago, I said, court said to me, you're the adult, you're in control of setting the tone for this day. And I really thought, thought that, and I do think that, that I have to set the tone. But what I'm realizing more and more is that I can help teach him to feel gratitude starting first thing in the morning. And that will just help him set the tone for the day without him even realizing it. So let me go back and say that again in a way that is clear. We need to try and not focus on the past. We need to try and not focus on the future. We cannot control what's in the future. And that's where anxiety comes from. That's actually technically where anxiety comes from is worrying about the future and worrying about things you cannot control. And a lot of our pain can come from focusing on the past things that happened. And guess what? They are awful, terrible things that happened, but they are in the past. And where we are is in the present. And that is our work, is being in the present. And that's where, you know, my real belief and interest in in the Buddha's teachings and Buddhism and, you know, Eastern religion comes in because since I first learned about enlightenment and the Eightfold Path um, in high school at the age of 17, that has stuck with me that idea of mindfulness, mindfulness, which is being present, which is being where you are, be where you are. So that's a huge thing. Be where you are. The next thing is to be grateful, to show gratitude for everything all the time, because when you do, you are able to shift your energy towards all of the things that you want, that you love, that you desire, that you need, and not focus on the things that you don't love, that you don't like, 
that make you uncomfortable, that you lack. We don't want to focus on what we lack. We want to focus on what we have, right? And what we want. And we want to manifest those things, whether it's the new career, the full bank accounts, the full college funds, the full vacation funds, planning the trip next year, the great relationship with your partner, your husband, your wife, your boss, your best friend, your children, your parent, whether it's running the marathon, whether it's getting the book deal you want, whether it's getting more listeners and more attention to your podcast, whether it's losing weight, whether it's becoming a better cook, whether it's playing more golf than you have time for, whatever it is, you have to focus on and talk about the things that you want. You even, if you can, and this is next level, need to focus on and talk about these things as if you already have them. Because that energetically helps bring them into your life. That will help you manifest these things. So that takes some work and it takes some time and it takes some doing. And especially if you're an extremely pragmatic person, it's hard to say, I am going to Hawaii next March. But you know what feels really good is sitting in that place of, I am going to Hawaii next March with my family rather than, I hope one day I'm going to take my family to Hawaii. I hope one day we're able to do that because that's something I really want to do, but it's a far off dream because we can't afford that. We don't have time for that. Whatever it is, it feels so good and so fun to sit in the reality of the things that you want as if you already have them. It's not only fun, it feels so good. And let me tell you from my limited experience with this, it works. And I am continuing down this road. You better believe it. I am all in. I am all in with manifesting my dreams, my hopes, my desires, my reality this year for myself. And that's going to mean manifesting a lot of wonderful things for my family. And I am filled with nothing but joy and excitement about it. And let me tell you that more than half the battle was getting out of my own way and listening to people around me, paying attention to information, energy, signs, communication from around me. And I'm not talking woo-woo source energy only. I'm talking about people who present themselves to you in your life and are showing you a way to a better life. It is your job to listen to them because they have something to teach you and they'll lead you down a path that you didn't know you might find. 
And that has certainly happened to me. Um, first with Combo, then with Ruby Warrington and Sober Curiosity, then with my uh, coach through Beachbody, which is the exercise and eating program I'm doing, Moira Kokuba. Um, and I'll talk more about that later. Then with what I've been learning about life coaching and um, forging my new life uh, with life coaching, which I'll talk about more later, my podcast, and more importantly, my gratitude and my total focus on myself and my happiness, which is bringing a lot of happiness and peace and joy to my family. Can you feel it? Woo! That was a lot, guys. This thing's going to cut me off in about three minutes, so I need to wrap it up. Law of attraction. Putting out there energetically what you want in life, starting now. Showing gratitude. Paying attention to the things that you want in your life, not what you don't want. Removing thoughts from your mind that don't feel good because guess what? They only bring more things that don't feel good. This is the work that you deserve to do if you want to do it, if you're ready. I am here. I am doing it. We can talk more about it. You can ask me questions about it. I hope that this was interesting, informative, or if it was super woo, I, I can believe my husband and my sister are having a bit of uh, eye rolling to this one, but I also hope that they um, learn from this and find something in it that sticks with them. I hope it sticks to your bones, guys, because I'm not slowing down. I'm not stopping. Start with you are a badass. That is self-help light and law of attraction light and so many good messages in there. Um, I love you all. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for letting me be here and be vulnerable. Thank you for listening. I will be back soon. I have so much to talk about and share. I'm going to try and do it on a weekly basis. I'm going to be doing one soon on suicide prevention with Courtney in Denver. Um, and that's going to be really cool. You're going to want to hear that. So sending lots of love and light. Take 10 minutes for yourself today if you can. Whatever that means, whatever that means. But it's got to be just for you. Just for you. Okay, lots of love. Make it a great day. And I will be back with you again soon. Bye.